welcome you guys. It's my pleasure to be with you today and introduce our guest, Dr. Gabriel Cousins, with Dialogues with Gabriel. And we've got some important stuff to talk about today. He's going to go into what's going on with the whole climate change, global warming agenda, and the fact that the global rulers are getting ready to push it through as the excuse for you to lose any remaining rights you may have. Really important, and most important of all, what to do as a countermeasure so that won't happen. So let's go right to Dr. Cousins, and we'll get into the dance and meditation and incredibly important topic that we're going to be talking about. Welcome, Dr. Cousins. Thank you, Richard, and glad to see you. Looking good. Okay. So, the uh, topic today is obviously very, very important. But most important, and part of how we do not get defeated by these people, is that we maintain a certain amount of spiritual joy. Strength. Because their job in their mind is to make us feel hopeless. The fact is, we aren't hopeless, and people are really awakening. And so I'm bringing up the, the uh, climate issue, climate psyop, as a way of helping us kind of understand how to deal with the, the, the game. Now, there's a lot of data. We'll talk about this for hours, but we're not going to do that. We're going to dance for the spirits of joy for three minutes, and we're going to meditate for three minutes. Then I'll go in and start to, to talk, and then Richard will, will chime in on that. And so we dance and we meditate. Just focus on me as the fire of the mind comes through. Just feel that fire awakening. Okay.
Okay, we're going. In the meditation, just focus on the energy coming through my eyes, and we'll meditate for a few minutes. Feel, feel that spiritual joy rising. And now in the meditation.
slowly come out of meditation. Take a second here. And what are the uh, key topics in today's world? And I'm going to just say in today's world and how they may do a little bit more of a psyop on it is the climate. Now, what we know for the last 6,500 years, which is a pretty long period of time, um, considering it's been 2,000 years from the time of Christ, okay, uh, 6,500,000 years, is there are cycles of global warming and cooling. Warming, cooling, warming, cooling, warming, cooling. There's nothing new here. There's something a little new. Is It, it doesn't seem to be as strong as it is uh, predicted by the climate models. So we look at a headline over a thousand top scientists conclude there is no climate emergency. There's only the PSYOP climate change. And it's really 1,500 and more signing up as we, as we speak. Um, basically, they're saying, this is the scientists, okay? They said a world climate declaration, and it's a con to consolidate resources and create a mass depopulation uh, which is the result. I mean, you make an action, you get results. So if you confine people in your home, yes, you get a much higher rate of suicide, like maybe 10 times higher. And uh, unhappiness and difficulty and dysfunction in school, it really harms people psychologically. Now, it also, the proof is, it doesn't make any difference doesn't make any difference in terms of the climate because the climate primarily is about the relationship to the earth, to the sun and the cycles of sunspots. Less sunspots, the cooler it is. More sunspots, the hotter it is. So all this has been proven well-established and I think the important thing is really understand that this is not that complicated to figure out. It's really not that complicated. So they're saying there's no climate emergency, but obviously this is a political statement because they're saying if there's no climate emergency, we don't need to have climate lockdowns, shutdowns, and all the things that they're possibly planning to do because there's no validity for it. Um, I don't want to get in so much to the, the vaccine, but it, it's it's parallel to that. Can we get you to buy the big lie and control your lives and take away all your rights? And, you know, and, and I'm sure most of the listeners know that there's nothing in the U.S. Constitution, for example, 
that suggests you should lose all your rights because there's a change in climate or because there's an epidemic or whatever. Never happened really in the past. Okay. Um, so really, the UN, WEF, the CAFR, the Rockefeller, they're all pushing a climate fear project. Think the word climate fear. And um, as if humans are responsible for the weather. Well, guess what? God is. The sun is and it cycles sun and earth and it cycles around. So um, <clears throat> we have climate models. The only problem with the climate models is they're as good as the info put in. You put junk info in, which is the case, you're going to get junk info out. And we have to move away from those climate models because they're models and they're not very accurate. Okay? So there, 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 these 1,500 scientists are saying, we have, well, really, climate science should be less political. Okay? But the climate policies need to be more scientific. And the research, again, shows that climate warming is much, much slower. And understand, <clears throat> we've been in global cooling. The Little Ice Age in 1850, and now, you know, we're doing warming and cooling, as I mentioned, in microcycles. But even the concept of CO2 building up, which is, it is actually low at 420 parts per million, we need CO2 to feed the plant world, the plant life. And without that, we have a problem, and that's important. Um, now, they also say, you know, oh, it's causing forest fires and this, that, and other thing. But there's no statistical evidence that global warming, which we are actually not quite in. We moved out of global warming in 1998. And we'll move back into it in 2033, but it's very small. Everything's very small here. It isn't intensifying hurricanes, floods, droughts. They're emphasizing it. They're making a big deal about it, but it can't really be connected to uh, CO2 mitigation measures or anything like that. Um, so they moved away around the concept of prosperity for all uh, and reliable energy, which they do have available, and more towards a global constriction, which will lead to a lot of deaths. So this is CO2 concentration. So I want to put this out that... <clears throat> This is in millions of years ago, CO2 was much higher, much, much higher. Now, here we are at this end of the story, right here, and this is where we are today. You can see it's obviously lower than a few million years ago. 
So obviously it's not due to humans. It's due to all these other factors. So um, it should be put an end to this idea of climate change, but we, we, we do understand that it's rising and falling and rising and falling. There's, there's nothing totally new. Now, global warming is better than global cooling. There's a big study on it found that cold weather kills about 20 times more people as global warming. That's important. That's one study. Another study said 15 times more. European, a new European study saying uh, that was least in the lens of those 10 times more global cooling. And the data su- suggests because with global warming, you have CO2, you get plant growth, and you get food. With global cooling, you don't get food. You get famine. So these are, I think, important uh, things. Um, that you kind of have to look at in the bigger picture. Now, I have another chart about the weather. You know, they're coming out with the hottest ever uh, on planet Earth or in the last 1,500 years. But here's a chart. I think it's really important to see this chart. So you see the peak, and you see where we are now. Here, it's, it's lower. So, what are we measuring here? This is the percent of uh, stations that measure global warming. And it's stations that reach 100 degrees Fahrenheit. And what we can see which is 37 degrees Celsius. You can kind of see pretty obviously that at this point in history, the amount around the world of stations that have the global warming are significantly less than earlier parts in our history where they were significantly more. So in the 1940s, we had significantly warmer uh, temperatures. This is significantly warmer. That's the amount of uh, areas that were 100 degrees Fahrenheit or warmer. Okay? So the peak was in 1936. Kind of a pre-war peak. So why is this important is that we have this all myth going up, but we look at the data, and the data really shows we're in moderate global cooling, not warming. And this is, again, the amount, this is the 70% of the land mass was reached uh, temperatures above 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and here we are now with a very slight amount. Uh, the, uh, the amount is, um, this year it's the third lowest on record. 
with only 23% of the U.S. reaching 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, prior to 1960, they were much higher, closer to 70% reaching that versus 23% now. So I remember as a kid growing up, and I was uh, teaching tennis and tennis tournaments, so I, I would get out, uh, this is in Illinois, outside of Chicago, and literally the tennis courts would be steaming. That's how hot it was. It's like, it is really hot here. So there's a perspective, and the important perspective is that we are not living in a post-truth world, but truly the people in power are trying to create a post-truth world. And it gets worse the more we go into fear-based mindlessness. And that is what we're talking about. I believe a lot of people are waking up, so I feel positive about it. But I'm also making the statement that we need to get out there and be talking about this. It's like, you know, in, in the forest fires... In Canada, it appears to be many of them, but it's unclear the way it is, but it appears that where there were many fires that were set, that there were arson. So we're looking at all these things, and the main thing is don't buy the PSYOP. Look at the real data, and I'm showing you real data here. Uh, and that's really the message to, to consider in the big picture. Richard, is there anything you want to say? Yeah, I think this is a really critically important topic, Dr. Cousins, and um, from all the signs that we have, it really looks like we're about to witness a gigantic push on many fronts centered around uh, panic over global warming. And part of it, I mean, the degree of ridiculous responses that governments are are uh, suggesting include um, cutting off the food supply to stop producing carbon dioxide. And in fact, that's been talked about in the last few days by Al Gore and other people uh, mentioning that farming and especially organic farming, or organic farming is the worst. And uh, in order to save the world, we need to cut Did off. Did you say organic farming? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're testing the the depth of penetration of the PSYOP to see how uh, hypnotized and brain dead we are. And that includes the people working within the system. For example, in the media, you know, there's a money. Money in general has a really bad reputation as being responsible for a lot of evil behavior. And I, I think that's a little bit of a misunderstanding. It's used as a weapon, and it's like any other tool. It depends if it's used for good or bad. But if you look at highly paid people in the media, they're offered huge salaries and really uh, fun lifestyle and fancy cars and all kinds of other perks. And all they have to do for it is lie to the public and destroy the world, and they're willing to do it. 
And, you know, people need to be waked up to the importance that there's no amount of money or price or reward or punishment or anything that uh, is more important than being true to yourself and to God. And not as a belief, but as a reality, you know, it, it needs to be grabbed onto as something that is real right in front of your face. And you, if you're in the media and you're offered all this money to lie and help destroy society, you don't want to lose the money, but you just have no choice. You can't do it. And I think when that compass comes back, that value system, the priorities, <clears throat> and people stop cooperating with the global rulers, that things will change, which is what you've been talking about, too. Yeah, well, I have one more little map to show. This is in warming <clears throat> areas. So it's a little bit hard to see. I know. So we have Italy, and then here's Italy over here. This is in 2018. These are areas above 100 degrees. And here we are today, and you see one area above 100 degrees. Above right. And the media has been reporting now in the U.S. that the temperatures are the hottest they've ever been. Which is a complete lie. Yeah, they're just making it up. Well, they're reading it off teleprompters. Whoever writes it for the teleprompters is making it up. So there is a serious social lack of responsibility. No. And blind faith in authority, too. Say it again? Blind faith in authority. Right. Except people are losing their blindness. You know, people begin to see there's something wrong with the picture they're being sold. And... I believe they're pushing it because people are <clears throat> not believing them and greater and greater amounts of people. So it's a timing thing. <clears throat> I think they're pushing it because they see that they're losing. And I think we're, we will see if they do decide to really push it uh, with climate lockdowns and so forth, even though there's no evidence that that works. <laughs> that there's going to be a whole lot of resistance. Yeah, I mean, they, they've unleashed that in places like the Netherlands, which is the third largest food producer. And they, I think they've shut down now 10% of all the farms, targeting the others. Right. And it's happening in the U.S. It's very serious. Pretty serious. Some of them are suggesting things like cutting down the trees because trees, it's been discovered I don't know if you heard this but new science, it's been discovered that trees contain carbon and therefore they're really evil even though they put off oxygen they're overall bad and they have to be buried and they want to see how much people will go along with this kind of stuff The advantage of poor education Right so our role is what we're doing. You know, we're trying to educate people. We're trying to wake people up about it. If there are any questions, you know, even as we're talking, it come up, please just, you know, ask a question. 
But this is pretty serious, is really what we're being said. We're, we're not they intended to push it through by force, even if and, nobody's going along with it. And although there are people going along with it, I think more and more people are going to start resisting because it creates poverty. It creates about 10 times higher suicide. It creates depression. It creates starvation. It's going to kill off lots and lots and lots of people. That is their game plan. That's not some speculation. That's what they've written in their white papers. And our job is to is just what we're doing. We're letting you give you enough data about it. That personally, not trying to bury people in data so much as taking a look at a few graphs to see the CO two relatively speaking is low. In terms of global warming, it was a lot warmer in the 1940s uh, than it is now. Right. There are cycles of warming, uh, global warming, occurring, and it's not so related to humans. And, it, and it's not it's that, that the rulers that. don't know this. They're aware of the same data. Yeah. I think some of them don't know it, but the people at the top do know it. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's related to the um, agenda to shut down energy sources, too. It's part of the same program. So the people ask what to do. First of all, we've we got to stay connected. We need to stay connected to God. We need to stay connected to each other. And uh, avoid what they're trying to do, which is to create social isolation so we can't operate with collective energy. I think that's one of the most important things. Right. And then try to use common sense. And the data does suggest we're not in global warming. We're actually in slight global cooling. Right. And there's yeah. a really important point that uh, <laughs> you probably saw that interview with James O'Keefe and Robert Kennedy recently. Right, it was great. Yes, you know, you know it was good because YouTube censored it right away. But what was the point you were to make? What I what I wanted to say about that is that uh, Robert Kennedy mentioned really early in the conversation that the Constitution in the U.S., which is not perfect, but it's a model for the rest of the world compared to other governments. It's written for what he called hard times. In other words, they had pandemics, they had emergencies of other kinds. There are no clauses in there that says, well, you here are your you know, natural rights and your God-given freedoms unless there's an emergency. It's a really important point that it doesn't matter. If there's an emergency, they're going to bet on freedom. You know, the, the people decided, uh, the framers of the Constitution decided that if things get really bad, they'll live or die by the free choices that people make, not by orders from government. And so when people say, like during the fake pandemic, that, well, we don't need to take away your freedom, really, because it's not a real pandemic, they miss the whole point. And when people say, well, we don't need these global lockdowns because 
there really isn't global warming. That's missing the point. It's true, but that's not the main point. The main point is, even if there were, you know, there were sci-fi stories of real global warming, where the sun was getting closer and closer to the Earth, and the Earth was doomed to burn up, even if that was determined to happen, freedom still stands, and we live or die by that, no matter what. Even if there's a real pandemic, even if there's real global warming, or even if there's an ice age, because as soon as you sacrifice that, you get into, who was it, Franklin or somebody said that um, those who sacrifice liberty for safety get neither. And it's a really deep principle. And that's really the level we're talking about. Yeah. I think that's the important thing to really understand. Is this, is, this is the level that this has come to. And we really need to stand strong with this. I mean, I, I really appreciate Kennedy uh, standing up the way he does. He's very, very uh, educated in all of this. Yeah. Uh, he gets it from a lawyer point of view too. So I'm in, I'm impressed the energy he brings. You know, I'm impressed he's willing to stand up against they hardly fought against him even being able to testify publicly. He's got a lot of historical awareness as well, and a lot of dates and numbers in his mind that are accurate. That he doesn't yeah. have to look up the papers. It's pretty amazing. Um, but the main point is. You know, the people at the time that the Constitution was being written, who had a hand in it, who signed their name to the Declaration of Independence and, you know, were willing to be seen, they had something that has almost been forgotten in more recent times, and that was character. And, and I think the point is we have the same character. It's just got buried in some cases, but it can be dug out and brought back into service. And that changes everything. So, you know, when when you get clear on the priority levels of freedom versus safety, and you realize why freedom takes complete priority, then it, you know, you can have 10 real pandemics. It doesn't change a thing. And we live or die by our own ability to help each other in a free state. Once that gets clear again, there's no question going back. And the people working for the power structure in the media who are offered lots of money to lie or to not find out for themselves or to not do their own research. In fact, CNN did a, a story I remember about one of the worst things you can ever do is your own research. It's so arrogant. You're supposed to just believe whatever the media says instead. And once the people who are being offered money to say stuff like that realize that they're sacrificing their own well-being, they can't do it anymore. And when all the servants stop obeying the rulers, then it doesn't matter if they give the orders to start world war. It won't be done. So we need to reach them. And, and I think to reach them, it can only be done if we reach ourselves first. But it's happening. You know, that one of the key things is to give up hope. This is a very hopeful situation because a lot of people are catching up. Not the majority yet, 
Well, we're not too far from a critical mass. And the more they push their kind of ridiculous positions, the better it is, even though it doesn't look good. But we kind of have to look at, like, the Vax thing and look at the countries that didn't do it. They all did better. Africa did much better. That's right. There were some brilliant leaders in Africa. Tanzania's, was it the president or the health minister in Tanzania that said... uh, the PCR test is complete fake, and they had a, a pawpaw. Who was the president? Was the president? Was it the president? Yeah, he, they had the first pawpaw in the world that tested positive for COVID. Pawpaw is kind of a fruit. Yeah, wild fruit. Well, I mean, the the bad news is um, five of the African leaders were assassinated. Were standing right. up again. And you mentioned Robert Kennedy. Not a small thing. Robert Kennedy knows that he could be in the same category. And so is Trump. Yeah, and, and Donald Trump too. And Trump is a really interesting example because people want to throw out Trump because he he has character flaws that made him go along with giving the country to Fauci and stuff like that. But you know, people are imperfect, and Trump has so many strong qualities and is saying so much that's true. That he's in danger, just like Kennedy. Either, either, or both of them need a lot of uh, protection. Um, and one of the things that I think creates a field of protection is we do have a world peace meditation every Sunday at six thirty, six fifteen Israel time, and you go back. Seven hours, and that's I think uh, eight, six. There, very good. Eleven uh, thirty Eastern time, and we are the rising sun. We are the sunset. So we are the sunrise. And if we kind of get that, I, it's a, we have power to affect the global mind. That's that's, that's so important. I mean, you could say that over and over again. Ten times, it's so critical. So that's what we're doing. You know, we're, we're, we are upgrading the global mind. So this program is about upgrading the global mind to have that expanded consciousness. And that's the beauty of, of, of it. The peace meditation, which we really invite everybody to join, because, again, it's a collective happening. It's just us getting together with many people from around the world to shift the global mind towards an expanded consciousness. So we really do invite you, as you already saw, it was up there every Sunday. Okay? So please understand that we have, this gives us another level of power to help people wake up. And for that reason, it's very, very important. And it is growing, thank goodness. But we need more people to play. We can't just complain. We have to act. And these are very healthy ways to to act and to expand. I'm totally in agreement, Gabriel. I think that's a key point.
Yeah. We, we have a field. Let's take it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it's very important to the global rulers, the New World Order people and the satanic people at the top of the power structure that we believe that we're helpless because they know how powerful we are. And we've got thousands of years of programming that we can't do anything and that we're suited to be slaves of the global rulers and, you know, the people in charge and the tyrants. And that was never true. It was never true because we're beings of spirit, not just pieces of temporarily animated flesh. And if we get that consciousness, self-awareness back, you know, everything can change for the better. And people have the misconception that that's arrogant and selfish to think that you have any power. But you don't realize you're using it right now. It's just being used in a scattered negative way. And the effect that you're having on the world is massive. It's just not directed the way it could be. So it's just a little redirection that's being suggested. And that project that Dr. Cousins has started is incredibly important to go along and uh, so, help. We, can. we have the power, but we have, we have the responsibility. Yeah. You know, that we're, we're all collective one, and our responsibility is to upgrade the collective and feel that connection versus the disconnection that the system is trying to make people feel with each other. We are connected, we are one. It's all about activating the awareness that oneness. Right. So those are, I think, the points I wanted to make. As I say, we are slightly in global cooling, which will probably go to 2033. We're slightly into global warming, but it's slight. It's less than one degree in the direction. Yeah. It's not like you have everything freezing over in July. You know, things are still hot in the summer. And so um, the news media are saying, people. somebody died in Death Valley because it's so hot. It's the hottest it's ever been. It's like that's why it's called Death Valley. And in the summer, it gets hot. It's not a cataclysm. It's not a disaster. And they're trying to ramp up fear with weather as much as possible. I mean... In our area and other places, they started naming small rainstorms. So, if, you know, and, and we're getting uh, alerts on the cell phones that say, they literally say, it's a life-threatening event. There could be a flood. And don't travel unless you're fleeing from one of those dangerous areas. And this is just if it rains. It, it's pretty amazing. And... A lot of people aren't realizing the pattern. But more and more people are catching on, and I keep emphasizing that. Yeah. That's our job, is to support more and more people kind of getting it. That's right. Question. That's what we can do, you know? It's, it's just, it's a shift. It's, it's a battle of consciousness. Yeah. So... I don't have too much more to say. I mean, I think we've made a point. We have the power to wake up the world. We have the power to shift consciousness on the planet. It's not the next person. We bring everybody in to make that collective energetic shift, which I believe we're very much in the process of. And 
from that, we will rebuild this world and create a newer and more profound space of spiritual joy for everyone on the planet and everyone in the world will be fed. We, we have the power to feed the world seven times over as it speaks. We all go vegan, but I mean, just in general, just know we can feed the world seven times over. Think about that. Um, so may everyone be blessed with the positive attitude that we do make a difference. We do count and everything we do does, does count. So thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Don. And thank you all for participating. Yeah. We'll get back to you, Richard. It's a good point, um, Dr. Cousins, about feeding the world seven times over because I, I've talked to a lot of people that are going along with the the narrative of catastrophe of global warming and too many people. And I've heard them say, just like they're repeating off their own little teleprompter, uh, there's too many people, there's too many people. Well, we don't know really uh, the ideal number of people for the planet at any given time until the real energy sources stop being suppressed and the food starts being grown correctly. Um, I know I, when I was working with Alan Chadwick, at the university, and uh, he was a student of Rudolf Steiner and came to America to teach uh, biodynamic gardening, basically, which came from Steiner and people before him. And he was showing us that um, the production level of food per acre is massively higher the smaller you get. And in America, it used to be small farms. In fact, in a lot of the world, it used to be small farms everywhere. And they produce so much more food and higher quality food. And it's an encouragement note to people to start growing some of your own food, even if it's in containers, and have a, a switch from reliance on mass production of monoculture GMOs and things that are not good for you over to small food grown small-scale food grown by yourself or people that you know or a local farmer or somebody like that. And uh, there can be a complete revolution for the good energy in times like this, as Dr. Cousins is saying. The more pressure, the more people wake up. So support his uh, global meditation project, World Peace Meditation, every Sunday. And uh, all of the programs that he's got for health and spiritual integrity and well-being at drcousins.com, treeoflife.mn.co, I believe. And, yes. Uh, right, and it's on the screen right now. And all of our programs at lostartsradio.com. And we're still doing the private club called Planetary Healing Club once a week. That's live. And uh, I almost got taken out, so I couldn't participate anymore, but I'm still there. And a lot of people have uh, encouraged me to lay low and stop speaking publicly and things like that until I'm not targeted anymore, and I can't do that. So for the moment, the direction that I'm getting is keep doing the work we're doing no matter what, as long as we're alive. And uh, we're alive in some form regardless, but uh, in this particular body. And uh, I think Doug's putting on the screen a gifts and go that was not my idea, but some friends uh, 
of the station put that together to help support mainly me getting through the current uh, targeting that's going on. I don't want to say too much about that, but that's that's available if you feel so inclined to share it. Givesingo.com. Um, the main point, though, is that you are a person of incredible power and that you're affecting everybody in the world right now, uh, even if you don't know it, and so is, so is each one of us. And anyone that chooses to wake that up and redirect it in a positive way, the World Peace Meditation is the clue of the focus that produces healing for the world and for you personally also. So the, the point is, do that to support the project, worldpeacemeditation.com, once a week on Sundays, but the rest of the time, watch where your focus is and where your thoughts are running around, and especially your emotions, because they're very powerful. And one of the biggest psyops that we've been subjected to is that whatever we think and feel doesn't matter. In fact, stay in fear, because you might be safer that way. And it's just the opposite of the truth. No matter what happens, as we were talking about with the Constitution of the U.S., the model for the world, no matter what happens, freedom and individual sovereignty and national sovereignty have to be uh, preserved. And the way to use yours the most effectively is choose the emotional energy that you're going to live in, no matter what's happening around you. And the secret is that it's voluntary. You don't have to feel bad. If there are bad things happening, it doesn't make you a responsible person. You have to feel what you want to share with the world. And it, I don't want to go on too long about that. But the idea is that, you know, radiation is coming out of cell towers, right? You know about that, the EMF, harmful EMF radiation coming from cell towers and antennas. And you can't see it, you can't smell it, taste it, touch it. But it can kill all kinds of life forms. Well... Radiation is not just negative. You're putting out radiation according to the emotional field that you carry. And that's very powerful if it gets focused. So choose what you're going to carry and share it with the world because the sharing is automatic. And where your focus is is what you broadcast. You're on the air. You just don't know it. So anyway, you're appreciated very much. Take care of your body. Very important to have a functioning physical body. When you're in this lifetime, right, it helps a lot. And uh, take care of your inner emotional focus. It has great power. Come join us at planetaryhealingclub.com if you want. And check out Dr. Cousins' programs. And we'll meet you on uh, Sunday for the World Peace Meditation to set the tone for the week. Take care and we'll see you next time. We appreciate you.